today. Uh, this morning we're talking about being thankful, and we're ending our series of Daring Faith on this note. Right Today we're talking about daring to be thankful. Daring to be thankful. Anybody ready for Thanksgiving? Nobody, right? Anybody ready to eat some turkey and you know, all the stuff that goes along with it, right? Yeah, I, I think it's an awesome time of year because you get to eat one thing, right? But you also get to gather with family, you get to gather with friends, you get to uh, see folks maybe you hadn't seen for a while. So all of that's really, really encouraging. It's a very nice time of year as we move into the holidays, right? The challenge is not for it to be too stressful. Uh, But today as we think about Thanksgiving, I want us to think about the idea of daring to be thankful. So many times we do other things besides being thankful for our situations and circumstances around us. I want to talk to us today about that struggle of being thankful and giving thanks. Right as you enter into this holiday season, as you enter into Thanksgiving, there's going to be a struggle, right? Maybe there's a struggle not to eat too much or a struggle to pull away from the table. Or maybe the struggle really comes afterwards when you're trying to lose the weight. I don't know. But today as we think about that struggle, I want us to shift and think about the struggle of being thankful. The struggle of being thankful. So I'll give you a couple of things today. As we give thanks, the first thing I want you to think about is one of the ways that we can give thanks is through the words that we say. Through the words that we say. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, Obscene stories and foolish talk and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Right? Instead of saying the things that we shouldn't say and the things that shouldn't come out of our mouth, we need peaceful things. We need good things coming out of our mouth. Uh, And the right thing to say is thanksgiving, being thankful for the things God has given us and how He's blessed us. The truth is, every one of us struggles with saying the wrong thing. Now, maybe you don't struggle with what we call curse words, right? Maybe you don't get mad and curse all the time, but you might struggle in other ways, right? You might struggle with the fact when you come home and you're grumpy from work, right? You say the wrong thing to your spouse. I see my spouse smiling. Uh, But you say the wrong thing and you you do the wrong thing. You don't mean to, but it just kind of comes out, right? It kind of comes out of your mouth. And the Bible tells us in James that if anyone could be perfect in what he says, that person would be a perfect person. Right, and I don't see any perfect people here today. Right, we all have that struggle with our mouth. Right, we all have that struggle. So how do we get the? So how do we get to this point where we can kind of minimize our negatives and and maximize our positives? Well, I submit to you that it takes a lot of practice. Right. First of all, we need to realize that our mouths were made for giving thanks. Our mouths were made for giving thanks. So when I begin to be thankful. All of a sudden, things change. It changes within my soul, right? When I get ready to be negative, instead if I can learn to shift that and be positive, all of a sudden, I can, I can see a change in my life, and it can change the direction of my life. The things that we say, the words that we say, actually set the direction for our lives, Right? Now, I'm not saying that every time you say something, something's going to happen. I think there's some hyper-spirituality out there that says that. You know, if you speak it, it's going to come true. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying this. I am saying that what comes out of our mouths can direct our lives. Right? If all you're going to do is, is wake up in the morning and say, Man, it's going to be another bad day. 
Gonna be another bad. I'm gonna see that same boss again. Oh, and that coworker. Oh man, I just should just roll back over and cover my head back up, right? So we think about those things, and if we wake up in the morning, we think, oh, we're gonna struggle with the kids again. It's gonna be another fight just to get them ready to go to school. If that's what we focus on, guess what? It turns into sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? What we, what we kind of project is what we really get. Our perception becomes our reality. What we begin to let come out of our mouths and come out of our minds is what we have during our day. The things you say, the words you say direct your life. So choose words of thanksgiving instead. In Philippians 2 and 14, it says, Do everything without complaining and arguing. Right? How do we make this work? Right? We've got to decrease our grumbles per hour and increase our thanksgivings per hour. Right? Instead of grumbling, be thankful. Now, I know that might be a tough concept for some of us. Right? That might be an area we need to work on more than others. Right? But we have to increase our thanksgivings per hour. You take your grumbling down and you raise your thanksgiving up. Where do we need to do this at? There's lots of places we need to do this, but I would submit to you one big place that we see in our society today is our social media, right? Anybody looked out there lately? Right, I mean, there's like all kinds of stuff and people on their soapboxes griping about this and griping about this and, and that and then arguing about this and that, right? What in the world would it be like if you looked out there and there was positive stuff, right? Nobody's just airing their dirty laundry, but they're actually saying, man, Today's a great day. You're not going to believe what God did for me. What in the world would happen if instead of posting all this garbage and all this trash out there, we actually put something out there that was uplifting for the people around us? What would that be like? Right? Maybe some of you should do this right now. So you don't get your phone out much in church, right? But maybe today if you got your phone with you, Maybe just get it out and snap a picture of the person that's sitting beside of you for those that's sitting there. And just say, hey, you know what? I'm thankful for this person. Right? You have my permission to do that if you want, okay? So, like, whoa, cool. I get my phone out in church. Right? Right. So, we want to learn to be thankful, and we need to project Thanksgiving wherever we go. Right? Certainly in our social media. uh, Certainly uh, on our job. Right, as we think about being thankful, I want you to think about a couple of other things. We need to learn to be thankful for the people in our lives. We need to be thankful for the people in our lives. Right? Who are you thankful for in your life right now? Who are you thankful for today? And be specific about that. Right? Maybe today you automatically think about I'm thankful for myself. <laughs> Right. Well, well, I'm glad you like yourself, and I'm glad you're thankful for you. And right, isn't that what we do when we get on Facebook? We look for the little bell to see how many likes we've got. Oh, they like me. They like what I put out there. Man, that's really cool. Look, they like what I said. Right? And so we, we really get into ourselves. But instead of just thinking about being thankful for us, maybe we need to be thankful for someone else. Maybe today's project or even this week's project as you think about being thankful is maybe tagging a few people out there that you're really thankful for, right? Maybe you just send that encouraging word to somebody and say, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm thankful for you. You mean a lot to me, right? Maybe there's a person out there that's being like sort of like a mom to you. 
Maybe it's not even your mom, but it's a person that's been like a mom or been like a dad or just been a super friend. This week, think about being thankful for those guys and send them that message of encouragement, right? Instead of just looking for that message for yourself, send that out, right? And then be specific about it. Tell them exactly what you're thankful for them for, right? Are you thankful because they make you laugh? Because they make you smile? Are you thankful because, right, they uh, treat you with respect? They honor you? Right? Be thankful about that. We need to see the heart behind our thankfulness. Right? Jesus was an absolute master when it came to looking at people's lives and seeing what was behind the purpose. Right? He looked at the woman who had just given two pennies. Right? Two widow's mites. Right? Everybody else was looking at her and saying, man... She sure didn't give much today. But Jesus looked at her and said, wow, she gave everything she had. Right? What about the woman who poured the perfume on him? And everybody was out saying, man, that's just a waste. That's such a waste. And Jesus was saying, no, it wasn't a waste. It was worship. Right? As we look at the people we're thankful for, we need to look at their specifics behind it. Look at how they bless us and look at how they touch our lives. And then also consider the same thing uh, as we flip that around. Right? How are we ministering and speaking into people's lives and touching their lives right where they are? How are we being the hands and feet of Christ? So certainly we need to be thankful with our words. With our words. Second way we can be thankful is through our singing. Through our singing. The Bible has a lot to say about singing. And that's one of the things that I probably enjoy most about church is singing and, and worshiping God through song. Right? In Psalms 30, in verse 4, it says, Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise His holy name. Right? There's very personal things that happen when we begin to sing to the Lord. Right? I don't know if you experience the same thing that I do, but there seems to be just a, a strong connection to Jesus as we sing and as we worship. Now, I know some of you guys really get into the Word and connect that way. Right, and some of you get into prayer and you really connect that way. And then for some of us, we really connect strongly through song. And so, you know, as we begin to sing and worship the Lord, there's a strong connection. If you look through Scripture, you see lots of examples of this. If you go back into the Old Testament, we see Saul being tormented and depressed. And then we see David coming along and, and playing and singing before the king. And all of a sudden, we see him feeling much better. After the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, there were songs of celebration. After communion with Jesus, they went out with a song, singing a song, singing a hymn. Right? Paul and Silas were in the middle of a Roman jail, right? struggling for their lives. I can't imagine what that may have been like to be in that nasty, dark dungeon. Right? We're not talking about jails of today. Right? Certainly, I'm sure they're bad enough. But we're talking about a dark, dank, damp kind of jail, right? Maybe some rats running around, right? No, certainly not a place you would want to be. And you've got these guys just chained and stocked in there, right? No reason to sing at all. But yet we see at their very lowest point when they're, they're just sitting there wondering what's going to happen yet next, they break out into song and the presence of God just fills the place and touches the people all around them. And so we understand as we're thankful through song and as we worship through song, God does something mighty and does something special and encourages us in a mighty way as we sing and worship for Him. 
So daring to be thankful is through the way we sing. And guess what else? It's really, really hard to sing and worry at the same time. It's really, really hard. You should try that. If you're worried, start, start singing and see if you can continue to worry. Because chances are you're going to have to shift. You're going to have to do one or the other. You're not going to be able to do both. Right? You can't flood your life with encouragement and worry all at the same time. Psalms 28 and 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust Him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. So when I'm singing and thanking God, my heart can jump for joy. My heart can jump for joy. Right? Now, sometimes at church, people pretend to be singing, and they're really not. Right? Now, I'm not sure what's going on here, right? If maybe you woke up with a case of bad breath, or if you're just really nervous, right? I don't know. You know so either take a tic-tac or get your praise on, right? I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. Just sing. Just sing. Now, I've been in some places, and I've heard some people sing, and they just couldn't sing. Right? And they're just singing anyway. Guess what? Just sing anyway. Right? The Bible says make a joyful noise, and then it also says make a loud noise. So whichever category you fall into. Right? Just worship Him. That singing, you need that. That is your strength. Right? As we come in here through the week, this isn't just something that we do just because it's the right thing to do. This is something we do because it gives us strength to actually face all the stuff through the week. This is the good stuff right here. Right? We come in here and we can have peace and we can have joy and we can like push away the cares and the worries from the world. But at the same time, it's also a place where we sort of take our batteries and we plug them into God's circuitry. Right? And get them recharged so that we can be strong for the week ahead. All right. So seeing it. Number three, we can be thankful through, through, the, uh, through the gifts that we give. Right? In 2 Corinthians 9, this chapter is all about giving. And Paul was talking to the church about, at Corinth about the gifts that they were pledging to the Christians in Jerusalem. Right? And Paul gives specific instructions about how we should give gifts. Right? Uh, the gifts should be given freely or willingly and not with reluctance. The gifts should be generous. The farmer who, spose, who sows sparingly also reaps a sparing crop, right? We talked about that. Or he reaps a small crop. Uh, never give under pressure, but pray about it and decide beforehand how much you plan to give. And then number four, give cheerfully. Give cheerfully, right? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, of the latter part of verse 7 and 8, it says, uh, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Giving is a, an area that is scary for some church folks, right? We start talking about giving, and everybody starts getting nervous, right? And I guess it's because of the way that things have been handled so, so much down through the years. When I was growing up, I can remember 
going to some of these meetings, and it was it got so focused on money. And I remember some of these preachers standing up there and, and saying stuff like, "Well, who can give a hundred? And who can give a thousand? And who can do this?" And I'm like, "I don't think this is really what this is all supposed to be about." Uh, so. As you think about giving as an act of worship, and as you think about giving as a way to be thankful, that's something that needs to be between you and God. You need to pray about it. You need to pray about it and seek the Lord. And you need to go with whatever He's telling you, whatever He's placed on your heart. Right? It's okay to get, but some of the greatest joy in life comes from giving. And not just financially, but giving of yourself. I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you give of yourself and you use your talents and you use your strengths for the Lord, that is some of the greatest blessings that you can actually have in your entire life. So for some of you who work with the children, right, you're back with those kids and you're talking with those kids. Those are some of the greatest blessings you can have as you use your talent for singing, as you use your talents for administration, as you touch people's lives. As you let the Lord flow through you and flow right out of you, those are some of the greatest times of blessing that you're going to have. It's okay to get, but the greatest thing in the world is through our giving. It actually changes your mentality. It changes your mentality. Right, if you ever take the time and go somewhere with people who are much less fortunate than you and spend some time with them and give of yourself, that's going to change who you are. It's going to change your thinking about yourself, about your God and the world around you. Right, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 12, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. From giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So as you're being thankful and grateful through giving, you're ministering to someone else, but guess what? You're also providing somebody else a reason to be thankful and a reason to be joyful. You know, as I think back at about my own circumstances with my job and, and all of that, I, I look at how you guys blessed us and how you gave. And I can't tell you how thankful we were that you guys came to our rescue in our time of need without even asking you. That caused us a tremendous, a, a tremendous blessing. And it also caused us to be tremendously thankful for that. And hopefully it blessed you in the process. There's no better way to multiply thanks more quickly than with gifts and with giving. When I give, someone else is blessed. And when they're blessed, they're giving thanks too. And in the roundabout, I also get blessed. So a couple of thoughts about that. Never ignore a thought to give. Never ignore a thought to give. When you have that thought or that prompting, don't just ignore it. It's probably not you and it's certainly not the devil. Okay? When your heart is prompted to give, just realize where that's coming from. More than likely, it's coming from the Lord. So we talked about our mouths. We've talked about singing. We've talked about giving and being thankful that way. Here's another way. We can be thankful through the prayers we pray. Through the prayers we pray. As we dare to be thankful, Philippians 4 and 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. So as we think about this, we want to learn... We want to learn to pray about stuff instead of worry about it, 
right? Pray instead of worry. Now, I realize that's easier said than done sometimes, right? There are some times in our lives where the worries just seem to really mount up, right? And we become very anxious and we worry and we fret, right? But as we do that, as children of God, we got to know that we can go back and begin to pray about those things instead of worrying, right? And if we prayed about it, we should let it go. I know, again, that's hard to do. But as best as lies inside of us, we need to learn to do that. We need to thank God for what He's done and what He's going to do in the future. Right? As we've been praying, I know part of this series, we posted prayer requests on the wall back here. And I'm so thankful that many of those prayers have been met already. And I'm just so thankful for that. Uh, but at the same time, as, as we need to also begin to thank God in advance. Right? For what we believe that He is going to do. Right? As you're praying about stuff, Lord, I thank you for meeting that need. I thank you for providing that healing for my family. I thank you in advance, God, for for what you've already done, but I thank you, God, for what you're going to do as well. Remember when Jesus healed the ten lepers? Only one of them returned to say thanks. Now, they all were out there screaming and yelling, saying, Hey, hey, Jesus, we need your help. And we're really good at that. But only the one came back to fall before him and say, thank you for what you've done. But I want you to notice what happened with that leper for just a moment. All the other ones, they got a blessing from the Lord. They went out and did their thing. They had been touched. But if you think about that other leper that came back, he was drawn into the very presence of the Lord. Right? He came and kneeled before his feet. He's there having this conversation with the Lord. Right? He's having this communion with the Lord. As we receive from God and we come back to thank Him, that's what we get. We're drawn into His presence. Right? We're drawn into His presence and we make this connection with Him as we learn to be thankful for what He does in our lives. We, we're drawn into His presence and we're communing with Him when we come closer and closer and closer to Him. Our, thankful, our thankfulness will draw us in where we can be lifted up. So as you think about prayers, don't forget to be thankful. Right? Sometimes He answers those prayers exactly as we ask them. And then sometimes those prayers are answered in different ways. Right? We've talked about that a lot. How God always knows what's best for us. It may not really make any sense sometimes. Right? Sometimes he answers prayer requests in a way that are beyond our imaginations, right? We don't understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. And oftentimes the why doesn't really even help us to, to really move on. But we need to be grateful and thankful for how he moves and how he answers those prayer requests. Last thing, if we're going to be thankful people, if we're going to multiply Thanksgiving in our lives... Right? The last one is don't try to be more thankful. Don't try to be more thankful. And let me explain what I mean by that. Don't try to force Thanksgiving. Don't try to force it. Uh, Thanksgiving will flow out of your relationship from Christ, or at least it should. In Colossians 2 and 7, it says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in truth in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. If you really want more thankfulness in your life, go deeper with Jesus. If you want to learn to be more thankful, go deeper with Him. Because here's what happens. 
Right? The Bible talks about as we come into his presence, he's, he's constantly changing and renewing our minds. He's making us more like himself as we connect more and more with the Lord. Right? And sometimes in our humanness, we can't see the perspective that God can see. We look at certain circumstances and situations, and all we can see is the negative possibilities. All we can see is the things that could possibly go wrong. But as we learn to connect with God and we become more and more like Christ and we put down deep roots into His Word, right, and we let the Holy Spirit just saturate our lives, we begin to see things from new perspectives, Right, All of a sudden, that circumstance that looks awful, we step back and we're able to look at it differently. We're able to say, you know what, God, thank you. You know, God, I was running really late, and that really made me angry that that car in front of me, right, it was driving so slow that when I got up to that intersection and saw the accident. Right, we began to see from different perspectives as we, we go down deeper, right, with our roots into the Lord. And we began to see that God is moving and changing and shifting all around us. While we're sitting still and wondering and waiting, He's working. We don't like to wait. I'm like, number one, not liking to wait, okay? Right, I just want to pop it in the microwave and push a few buttons and it'd be done. Right, but God's kingdom doesn't really work that way. Sometimes God needs to let things marinate, right? Sometimes he's got to clear the path over here or, or do something over here or grow us over here, right? We don't always enjoy those times, but those are the times where he's taking us deeper and deeper and deeper. So if you want to be thankful, go deeper with him. Go deeper with him, right? And so today as we close, I want you to think about for a moment what you're thankful for and what the Lord has done for you. I'm not going to take a long time to do this, but as we close this series today, if the Lord has answered any prayers for you, I would like for you just to take a moment to share those with you. Uh, share those with us today. If you put a prayer request up there, maybe there's been something you didn't even put up there, but you prayed about during this series, I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to, to share that, and then we'll, we'll end with a song today. Anybody today? I'm doing my job. That's awesome. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Wednesday morning, I was coming back from the grocery store and deer jumped out in front of the Jeep. All the way home, I'm sitting there, it's like, please, Lord, don't let Shane get really mad. Cause I, that's the only vehicle he has to go to work in, really. And get there, I wake him up. He's only had like two hours of sleep. He looks at it, he goes, you know what, it's not that bad. Plus, now I have an excuse to get a new bumper for the Jeep. So it's been just a huge weight gone that he was not angry. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? I'm thankful for my twos, you know, for that answer prayer. Yeah, getting that twos out there. To have that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? I'm thankful that the Lord has just uh, laid things out as you know, since we moved here from Louisiana, a place to live when we got here, and then um, another place when when it was time to, to move. Mm-hmm. And due to sickness, it was making me worse. 
but also I'm thankful that God's healing. I'm having challenges this morning with it, but um, but like yesterday, we were gone all day, going and going, and that's like huge for me. I mean, um, usually something like that would knock me out, you know, you know my issues, but um, I'm, I'm getting stronger and stronger since we moved here. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I believe I will be Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I'm thankful God's working with my mom. Yeah. And I'm thankful for all the blessings he's given us in your business. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I'm thankful for all these insurance approvals I've been praying for months for coming through. Right. Anybody else? I'm thankful for my brother finding uh, something that he really enjoys. Finding a purpose for his life. Awesome. Anyone else? Uh, <clears throat> about my new uh, Benny that I started, you know, this business, uh, you know how it's always uh, that fear to come out from your comfort zone and, you know, do something different, and, you know, but everything, uh, trying to provide, you know, better for my family and, you know, thinking that God made me able to bless people too in some way, somehow, you know, because there are so much need around me, you know, and most of the time I'm not always in the side and I, I need something, you know, but I would like to be able to, to help some people to, you know, primarily my wife, you know, she needs medical help and all that, so, and I'm thankful because I step out from that and, you know, God, I know that God will provide, you know. He's yeah. going to give me the way, open some doors that need to be open, and yes. that about insurance for business. It's really hard to get those. Yeah, and, you know, a couple of you have actually talked to me as we've been doing this series, and you said, the Lord's really spoke to me about starting this business or doing this or doing that, and it's really been cool to watch how God's growing you in your faith, and you're like, I feel like God wants me to do this ministry or that ministry, so... I feel like as we've gone through this Daring Faith series, many of you have really stepped out there by faith, and you said, I'm going for this thing. So I'm super proud of you guys. That's awesome. All right, anybody else before we end in a song today? Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for the, uh, the God factor, being aware of that the, the one that can handle anything, I'm aware that God can handle anything. You know? And when, when you pray for pray for that you know you're aware of the God factor at all times you're aware of the person that can handle anything you that's know? right 